On today's edition of Locked On SEC, JT Daniels heading to the transfer portal, what that means for the future of Georgia football and where he's most likely to end up. MVP of the Duke's Mayo Bowl, South Carolina wide receiver slash quarterback to carry in Joyner will join us to talk about his incredible performance in the bowl game and what he's looking ahead to, what should be an exciting future for the Gamecocks. Locked On SEC starts right now. You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. Great to have you guys along. Today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Experience the game like never before with the Sonos Arc, the premium smart soundbar for TV, Movies, music, gaming, and more. Visit Sonos.com to learn more. I am Chris Gordy. Thank you guys for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Remember, Locked on SEC is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and at LockedOnSEC.com. Let's jump into it. Plenty to discuss. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the Around the conference. And we start... Over in Athens, as JT Daniels is expected to remove himself from the suddenly very crowded Georgia quarterback room and enter the transfer portal. This comes from Mike Griffith of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Dog Nation. JT Daniels, who started the season as Georgia's starting quarterback, missed time because of oblique and lat injuries, and then watched the Georgia coaching staff stick with Stetson Bennett down the stretch even after JT recovered from the injuries and resumed practicing, it was Stetson Bennett's job, and ultimately he led Georgia to a national championship. Bennett has made comments that seem to indicate he has interest in returning next season ahead of law school, but Georgia also has Carson Beck on the roster, five-star freshman Brock Vandergriff, and they just added another big-time recruit in Gunnar Stockton so some big names in that room and JT Daniels just kind of feels like the odd man out the dogs are also in the mix for transfer Caleb Williams from Oklahoma as Mike Griffin noted Daniels looks to be the first domino to fall but likely not the last in that crowded Bulldogs quarterback room Daniels was Georgia starter for three games played in six games overall USC transfer Passed on the NFL last year to come back for another season. Was expecting to lead the Bulldogs, but ultimately he will be on the move. Now, as for his teammate Stetson Bennett, last week he was working a shift as an employee at Raising Canes in Athens and taking advantage of his national championship win and living in the limelight. He tweeted out, that he was a Kaniac ambassador for the day and shared a picture of him working the drive-thru and said, that'll be $33.18. Of course, the 33-18 reference to the uh, reference to the score of the national championship win over Alabama. But na- last week, he was taking orders, talking with customers, working, working alongside actual Canes employees who jokingly asked him if he was more nervous to do that than play quarterback in the national title game. He took selfies with customers who appeared shocked to see the Georgia Star quarterback working the drive-thru. So kind of a fun story there. Uh, Speaking of the Georgia Bulldogs, one of their more vocal members of their defense, starting edge rusher Nolan Smith, whose sack was the final play of the national championship game 
officially announced his plans for next season. He is coming back. Nolan Smith will be a part of a defense that will have a couple of other key returnees, including Keely Ringo and safety Christopher Smith. Smith is the uh, Nolan Smith is the leading returning tackler after he led the Bulldogs with two tackles for a loss in the national championship. Also had three quarterback hurries and that uh, sack on Bryce Young. Uh, Nolan Smith played in 14 of 15 games, finished with nine tackles for lost yardage, which was second on the team. Three and a half of those coming on quarterback sacks, along with 27 quarterback pressures. So that is a big name for the Bulldogs to be getting back. Now, across the conference, other names. Alabama linebacker Christian Harris, he officially declared for the draft on Monday. He's a three-year starter for the Tide. Ended the year on a strong note. Had seven tackles and three sacks in the national title game. He's a potential first-round pick. So yet another big name gone from the Alabama defense that they will uh, need to rework and retool moving ahead. Meanwhile, the Volunteers, wide receiver Javante Payton, he declared for the draft officially. Averaged close to 23 yards per reception this season, leading all SEC receivers. He was Hendon Hooker's go-to deep threat. So Javante Payton heading to the NFL. We'll look forward to seeing uh, what he does at the next level. He's the sixth volunteer to declare for the draft so far. Some other news around the conference. Uh, Auburn's Alec Jackson, a veteran O-lineman, has announced his plans for next year. He is coming back for another year. He took to Instagram to write, year six, why not? He's six foot five, 223 pounds, moved to guard recently after he primarily was an offensive tackle, but he began his Auburn career on the defensive side of the ball. His news is the latest development for Auburn after the Tigers recently learned that center Nick Brahms and tackle Austin Troxel will be back for next season. Auburn earlier lost Bradarius Ham to the NFL draft. Brandon Council is out of eligibility, and Tayshawn Manning, who transferred to Kentucky, on the line. Over at Arkansas, they got some news as Cade Fortin, a former South Florida quarterback who initially transferred from North Carolina, he is on the move again, and he is going to Arkansas. He shared the message on social media. He said, I'm grateful for the opportunity to continue to play the game I love. Let's go Razorbacks. He was originally from the state of Georgia, playing five games this year for the South Florida Bulls. Uh, zero touchdowns, two interceptions with 183 yards passing. Speaking of Arkansas, they're picking up an LSU defensive back in Dwight McLaughlin, the former LSU cornerback, announced his commitment Sunday night. It's the second addition for Arkansas secondary. Uh, McLaughlin committed to Arkansas originally became the uh, Razorbacks' fourth incoming transfer this offseason. He tweeted out, I will miss my LSU teammates. Love them dudes. Played nine games for LSU this year. Made 32 tackles. Speaking of LSU, they're picking up a punter from the transfer portal. Notre Dame punter Jay Bramlett entered the transfer portal about two weeks ago, and now he will follow his former head coach Brian Kelly from Notre Dame down to LSU. He launched a career-long 72-yard punt in their win over Wisconsin. It was the longest punt by an Irish player since 1998. In, the, in his final game in the Fiesta Bowl, he had seven punts for 291 yards. That's almost a 42-yard average, so a uh, good pickup there for LSU in the portal. Speaking of LSU as well, Cortez Hankton. LSU made it official that he has been named their wide receivers coach, leaving Georgia after winning the national championship. Coach Brian Kelly 
uh, he's very excited to have Cortez Hankton on the staff. Spent the past four years at Georgia where he was part of three SEC division titles. Another uh, player on the move in the transfer portal, Osiris Torrance, who is a veteran O-lineman for the Louisiana Raging Cajuns. He announced his commitment on Monday to Florida. He was a three-year starter on the O-line, two-time all-sunbelt performer, so he will follow his former head coach and Billy Napier down to Florida. He's six foot five, 335 pounds, played in 11 games this past season, so a uh, nice pickup there for Billy Napier and his staff. And Napier's continuing to fill out his staff. He's now reportedly found an inside linebackers coach from the ACC. Former North Carolina defensive coordinator Jay Bateman is headed to Florida as the inside linebackers coach. That's from Pete Thamel of ESPN. And lastly, the college basketball poll came out on Monday, and a lot of people thought Auburn was going to be the number one team. Well, they got four points away from their first ever number one AP basketball ranking. 59% of voters had Auburn ahead of Gonzaga for the number one team in the country. But eight, one single voter put Auburn at number nine, and that tanked their chances at number one. Gary Parrish of CBS Sports tweeted out, look, Auburn isn't number one in the AP poll, mostly because this guy, Jesse Newell from Kansas City, voted the Tigers ninth. It's his ballot. I'll let him defend it. But if he would have merely put Auburn in the top four, like 59 of the 60 other AP voters did, Auburn would be the number one team for the first time in school history in the AP poll. So, look, Auburn basketball, they'll just use this as extra motivation. They've been outstanding. In my opinion, they should be the number one team, but Gonzaga voted in as number one. And there you have it. That is around the conference. When we return... To Kerry and Joyner, MVP of the Dukes Mayo Bowl, South Carolina wide receiver slash quarterback is going to join us. You don't want to miss that. Of course, uh, Bet Online, they would like to wish you guys a happy new betting year as we continue on through the NFL playoffs and, of course, plenty of SEC basketball action as well. And Bet Online, they remain your number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. It's a new year, a new updated desktop and mobile website. Sign up today and you can receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKED ON to get started from football to basketball, hockey. UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way for you to bet on all your favorite sports. Again, from uh, SEC basketball to big NFL playoff games happening this weekend. You don't want to miss any of the action. Bet online, it is where the game starts. Roll along here, Locked On SEC, and we've been catching up with a lot of different SEC guys throughout uh, this, well, officially now the offseason with the national championship in the rearview mirror. And one guy who made a big name for himself just a couple weeks ago, MVP of the Duke's Mayo Bowl as South Carolina beat up on North Carolina and a lot of positive vibes going for the South Carolina Gamecocks as we look ahead to 2022 and the guy who was as I mentioned the MVP of that game to carry and joiner from South Carolina joins us now to what's going on man that was good man how you doing we're doing good man um take me back I, I want to go back a little bit in your career heading into your red shirt uh senior season in Columbia now take us back to coming out of high school you were a pretty big time quarterback in high school and when you got to South Carolina, you were a quarterback, and in your second season, you made that transition to wide receiver. But what made, initially made you want to make that transition from quarterback to wide receiver? 
Man, I gotta go way back. Uh, like I said, like you, like you actually said, I, I came into college as a very highly recruited quarterback. Um, I'm eighth dual threat quarterback in the country. Um, had offers from everywhere. Um, but kind of skipping forward to my transition to wide receiver, uh, I was in a, I was in a quarterback battle with with Ron Helinski going into my redshirt freshman year, 2019. Um, I lost the backup job to Ryan Helinski. Um, and the time frame of that. Uh, kind of put me in a position where I couldn't transfer. It was a week before our first game. It was actually the week before uh, we played North Carolina in uh, 2019 at the Panther Stadium, which was crazy. Um, so I was kind of in a position where I kind of had to make a decision. Would I opt out that year or kind of just want to play? Um, that let, I mean, me being a competitor, I registered the year before, so I wanted to play. Um, so, I mean, I just told Coach to find a way to get me on the field, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, I wanted the ball in my hands. Um, and then right after that game, our starting quarterback, Jake Bentley, uh, broke his foot. So that put me in a position where I had to go back to quarterback because I already had made the transition to receiver. And with, with uh, Jake Bentley getting hurt, I had to go back to receiver. I mean, back to quarterback. And um, I kind of split time throughout that whole year, um, both at quarterback and receiver, split time with Ryan Alinsky. Um, just kind of that whole year kind of went back and forth. Um, every game I did both. So that was that's how that got started. How frustrating, I guess, has it been for you these last three years? Like you, you talked about, bouncing back and forth. And and then on top of it, I mean, you guys, you know, you had three different guys playing quarterback this year. And as a receiver, I got to think it's it's hard to get on the same page with consistency where you got a different guy under center every week. Yeah, uh, for sure. For me personally, uh, this road has definitely been frustrating. Um, but I'm blessed, man. I can't complain. I just had a – just throughout my career, um, I just had to – just kind of find a way to persevere. I never had a stable. Uh, I've never been in a stable position where I can. I feel like I can mainly focus uh, on one position the whole entire year. Um, I was gonna say for the 2021 season that kind of was going that way, um, but had even spurts throughout this past year, I had to like an injury happened to a quarterback, and I had to go back for a second, and even the bowl game situation. So I haven't really stably been at one position for a whole entire year. You know what I'm saying? Um, so right now I'm trying to focus on being able to just develop myself in this offseason um, to be prepared to do anything right now. You know what I'm saying? So just trying to prepare myself this offseason so I can be the best fit for my team in 2022. You're a guy who's not only got it done on the field, but also in the classroom. I know you won the Harold White GPA Award. You, you've won the Unselfish Teammate Award in the past. I assume you've probably graduated the, at this point. How important has been being focused on, on, in the classroom as much as being focused uh, on the field as, as you have been the last couple of years? I mean, for me, it's kind of natural. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a guy, my, my mother and my family pushes education more than anything. Um, I grew up in a household where my mom always said, uh, no no man can ever take your education away from you. And that was priority for me going to college, um, getting my college degree. And I was blessed enough and fortunate enough to be able to handle that. Um, education is everything to me, man. Um, you, you can't play football forever. You know what I'm saying? So you got to have something to fall back on. Take us through preparation for the Duke's Mayo Bowl against North Carolina, because I remember leading up to it, you know, we were hearing the reports, oh, Zeb Nolan's going to start. Okay, it's back to Zeb Nolan. So, so many people, you know, I'm seeing all the the experts out there picking North Carolina's going to win and all this kind of stuff. When did the coaching staff kind of approach you and say, hey, we want you to play some quarterback in this one? And then how did you guys keep it a secret? Because nobody was talking about it. Man, listen. For myself, it was kind of it, it was very different for me because I think December 13 might have been maybe December, early December. It was our first bowl practice. And um, my coaches came up to me and matter of fact, he, he didn't even come up to me. 
he just told me it means, yeah, DK, you're going to be repping with the ones that are quarterback today. I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> I kind of scratched my head. I guess that's what it is. So the first day went by. I, I was playing some receiver, but I, I was mainly playing quarterback that day. And the next day in practice, I went up to Coach Step, uh, my receiver coach. I'm like, Coach, I said, uh, they ain't going to adopt me at quarterback for the bowl game. right? He's like, no, nah, that's not going to happen. I'm like, all right, I'm going to take your word for it. <laughs> um, two days later, uh, I think that's when Spencer Rattler committed and uh, Jason Brown transferred. So when Jason transferred, uh, the quarterback room was pretty slim. So, um, I mean, Coach, Coach Sat really didn't say anything to me. He was just more and more as the days went by, I was getting more reps, more reps. And maybe about a week before the game, uh, he said, I want you to understand this. He said, you're not a receiver this game. He said, you're starting at quarterback. And I'm like, oops, like, dang, I guess I am starting for real. <laughs> um, and and just to think about it, I was kind of like, it was definitely nerve-wracking for me because I haven't started a game like at quarterback my whole career since high school. So this is going to be my first start um, in a bowl game um, at the Panther Stadium. So big stage, you know what I mean? North Carolina right. versus South Carolina. So I'm like, good Lord, so I guess I got to be prepared. But, man, the preparation throughout was pretty smooth, man, because my my teammates helped me. My, my teammates know my story. My teammates know I still can play the position. And even for myself, making plays throughout practice, uh, those those few weeks, those few days, it gave myself confidence. And I was like, okay, I'm back in my groove now. You know what I'm saying? And um, that that first touchdown play that I, that I threw, I may have been like a third play, fourth play of the game. We had that rep since, like, we knew we were going to call that, like, five days before the game. So, in my mind, every day I'm playing, like, bro, I'm like, if I hit this, I'm going to be in my groove. So, and the opportunity came, and I ran with it. So, it was exciting, man. Yeah, I mean, I'll say you ran with a perfect nine for nine passing on the day, over 160 yards. You mentioned that that long 69-yard uh, pa- touchdown pass with Jaheim Bell. Uh, a breakout game for him as well. I mean, he had a nice game against Vandy this year, but – but he proved he could be a big weapon too. I just look at it and go, man, you you guys have so many pieces, young pieces that, I mean, it could next season could really be special for you guys. Uh, most definitely, I think a lot of people um, are starting to see that with the addition that we're getting. Um, I think a lot of people are starting to buy into the the coach or Coach Beamer is building. We got we're getting a lot of transfers, getting a lot of commits and stuff like that. But um, Jaheim Bell played really well. Um, a guy that's going to be a great weapon for us going forward. Um, but, yeah, like I said, Coach is, is building a great culture, and a lot of people are starting to buy into it. All right, more with Dakari and Joyner right after this. It is the new year, and that means that you need to start making some better health decisions and choices out there. So why not reach for a Built Bar? Put them in your plan to get healthier this new year. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, but maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier for you to stick to your resolutions because it tastes so good. You'll actually want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars that can be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill, you will want to eat healthy and you will want to eat a built bar. By like week three, you're going to be thinking, this is not just, uh, this is just not worth it. Uh, where, where's the chocolate when you're uh, eating healthy? Built bars are fun because they're covered in 100% real chocolate. And again, doesn't even taste like you're eating something healthy. Many built bars contain 130 calories, four grams sugar, four grams net carbs, but 17 grams of protein packed in there. Plenty different flavors to choose from, from the mint brownie to salted caramel, cookies and cream. What are you waiting for? Go to built.com right now. Use our promo code locked 15, get 15% off your first order. Again, use our promo code locked 15, get 15% off at built. Dot com. Start making healthier choices with Bill Barr. 
Continue our conversation with DeCarrie and Joyner from South Carolina. And DeCarrie, we were just talking about after the bowl game, uh, you were named MVP of the Dukes Mayo Bowl. You got emotional after ga- after the game. Uh, that video went viral. Uh, people said, you know, don't say these bowl games don't matter to these guys' plans. Uh, obviously it does. Uh, how much did your phone blow up after that? Man, I had over 400 text messages. I gained thousands of followers. I might... I mean, it was just, <laughs> I've never seen anything like it before, man. But I was so grateful and thankful, man. Like, like towards the end of the game, it felt like a dream. Even when they told me I was getting an MVP uh, before the game ended, like, it all felt like a dream, man, because this is stuff you dream of. Um, a kid out of Charleston, South Carolina, where much doesn't happen out of. Um, it was just a blessing to be an opportunity, man. Where, where's the trophy now? Uh, the trophy is actually at my at my house in Columbia. Um, I'm in the process <laughs> of getting the, the jersey. Um, the jersey, my cleats, the newspaper, um, and my towel actually frame right now. So oh, that's awesome. I'm, I'm in the process of getting that. I'm going to take it to my mother's house. So that's the plan. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, and hopefully you'll have more to add to that wall of uh, future. Uh, most really, really nice games. Um, I, I also got to bring this up. I, did I see that your performance actually – you have your website, cantstopsinko.com, and I know you have T-shirts on there. Did I see you were, like, so overwhelmed with orders you had to, like, send a message out and be like, guys, we'll get to you. But, like, it must seem like everybody went to the website to buy your T-shirts. Man, listen, but it was a great job by my team and I just kind of just, like, it was perfect timing for me just to put my website out, like, right after the game. And it was crazy. I think people are just now getting all their orders. Um, I'm, like I said, I'm thankful, man. It, it was it was a blessing. Um, but my guy, Brent, who does all my work, uh, he's, he's out there in North Dakota. Um, I know he was very overwhelmed, but like I, I thank him a lot. I'm very appreciative for him just keeping helping me helping me keep my business going. And then you know with the with the snow situation up up north, um in the North Dakota North Dakota area, like the freight trains, I mean the freight trucks and stuff like that were kind of behind. So people's shirts were getting behind. I had to let people know like they're coming. I promise they're coming. You know what I'm saying? But I was grateful for people shopping, man. It is kind of cool, though, with the NIL. I mean, this is something you weren't able to do a couple years ago, right? I mean, having sure. NIL deals. And, I mean, you as a student athlete, it kind of gives you a little bit more incentive now to, like, I mean, like staying in school is actually kind of cool because you can profit now where before you couldn't. Right, for sure. It definitely has been a blessing and a curse at itself. Um, you just got to be able to be able to handle it the right way, um, use it the right way, and network the right way just to kind of, you know, it benefits you, but also – not just personally for yourself, but find a way to give back to the community, find a way to get in tune with the people in the community, just kind of, you know what I'm saying, just, just to benefit everybody if you can. Um, but it's definitely been thankful and, and helpful. All right, just to have a little fun here, I saw it was a little ridiculous, Pro Football Focus put out a list of best performances in bowl games, and they had North Carolina quarterback Sam Howell, number one in their list, and no offense to Sam, but look, he didn't play great in that game. You guys got after him. He was sacked four times. I'm just saying, if we're talking, it wasn't even the best quarterback performance in that game because you had the better performance. But, hey, it is what it is, right? Yeah, it definitely is what it is. Shout out to Sam. No, Sam is my guy. Um, he's going to have a great future, man, going forward. Man, I'm looking forward to seeing him ball. Well, let's let's talk about uh, this coming year because you mentioned it already. Spencer Radler is one of the biggest names uh, out there when it comes to quarterbacks that were available through the transfer portal. You guys get him coming in. Uh, you get Christian Beale Smith Smith coming in from Wake Forest. You get Austin Stogner from Oklahoma. You get uh, a James Madison uh, receiver and Antoine Wells coming in. I mean, this is a lot of big time talent that 
the transfer portal's making it where you guys are already taking a step forward and maybe ahead of schedule as far as Shane Beamer goes. But, man, these guys coming in make you guys one of the most dangerous teams in the SEC, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, and like I said, I think a lot of people are starting to see that. You know, like, we knew what we had in this room, um, not just in the room, but in our, in our organization. And we knew what we could do. Uh, going to the season, people thinking we were going to win two games, and that's proving daughters wrong and winning seven. You know what I'm saying? But I think people are starting to see what we really can do. Um, guys starting to transfer in. A lot of guys starting to buy into the process. You know what I'm saying? But um, we, we have all the tools, you know what I'm saying, in our organization to do whatever we want to do, uh, to, to accomplish the most high things. Um, we just got to continue to be humble, man, and, and just continue to stay grounded, keep grinding and stuff like that, and um, just do the right things. In it. And I believe that the 22 year will take care of itself. Are you going to go back to the wide receiver room? Or are you going to stay in the quarterback room? Where Where are you going now? You want me to be honest? I really don't know. I haven't even <laughs> talked, sat down and talked with my coaches yet. Like I don't know what the plan is. Like I like people ask me in public all the time. I'm like I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm just we start workouts tomorrow. I'm just going in and just doing my thing, preparing myself for both as I go in and train. Like this off season, just gonna I'm just gonna tr- train myself for both because you you never know. You know what I'm saying? So. Right. But me blessed enough to have this opportunity and just this this gift from God to be able to play both positions. You know what I'm saying? A lot of guys can't do it effectively. I'm very grateful, so I just feel like I got to stay tuned up and and hopefully be a be a Taysom Hill. You know what I'm saying? Going forward, my career and stuff like that. So, you're you're a South Carolina guy, but look, let's be honest. I mean, there's movement all over the place. Have you considered transfer portal at all? Is that something you'll wait to see how the spring goes or? Uh, and you don't have to give an answer. I mean, but just, you know, there's a lot of move. Have you at least thought about it? Um, I mean, I, I've seen a lot of guys go through it. Uh, it, it definitely is, you know, it's beneficial to some people and not beneficial to some people. You know what I'm saying? So it has its pros and its cons. Um, I mean, everybody in the country knows it's there. Um, but I'm a guy that just, I might let everything take care of itself. And I'm just going to do my job, continue to stay prayed up, you know, give all the glory to God. And whatever God has planned for me, has planned for me. You know what I'm saying? But I'm going to continue to go about my day every single day, um, do what's asked of me about, for my coaches and my teammates, and just be the best version of myself every single day. All right. Now, I know there was a guy you went up against in high school, high school playoffs, I believe, and your team uh, whipped up on his team, Channing Tindall from the Georgia Bulldogs. Now, he got the best of you this season with a with a hit. When you guys played Georgia, he knocked your helmet off did he put a little extra mustard on that hit or what? Um, he didn't, but me knowing Channing, like that goes. Oh, you got it right there. <laughs> but um, I guess that was good back for for how I did him going back to high school. Um, because we used to tear him up in the playoffs. Like I think we played him twice in high school. Um, but Channing is my guy. I'm so happy for him. He's also my my fraternity brother, Cap Alpha Psi. Um, so our relationship is great. You know what I'm saying? We go way way back since high school. But I'm happy for him, man. He's a guy that. Has tremendous upside. Um, a guy that's athleticism is rare that you're seeing linebackers. Um, I'm very happy for him, and shout out to the Georgia Bulldogs for, for bringing that home for the SEC. Did you uh, did, did you have a rooting interest in the game uh, last week? I mean, were you rooting for Alabama? Were you rooting for Georgia? You know, people. I was going for Georgia. Let me tell you why I was going for Georgia. People were telling me that. Why would you better go at, go at Alabama? I said, listen, it's hard to bet or hard to go against a team when you played versus them. You know what I'm saying? I know how those guys play. You know what I'm saying? I know how aggressive they are and how physical they are and all the attributes. So, I mean, I wasn't – yeah, I was pulling for Georgia. I can say I was pulling for Georgia, man. SEC East, I had to. Yeah, and look, I, I threw it out there. You're talking about the last three years now, Dakarian. You've got LSU won in 2019, Bama won in 2020, 
Georgia won in 2021. It's time for somebody else to take a turn in the SEC. It only makes sense if South Carolina jumps up there in 2022. Oh, oh for sure. And, and, you know, that's that's our plan. That's, that's our goal. You know what I'm saying? We're going to con- continue to pursue that goal, um, continue to just attack that. We, we know that's the end goal, but we got to take care of all the things in between that to get there. Just a couple more for you real quick. I saw you guys were honored uh, at the basketball game this past weekend. Saw you taking some pictures with some fans. That had to be cool to be there with Coach Shane Beamer and and them uh, kind of singling you out and your performance in the bowl game, but to do it in front of the whole crowd at the basketball game. Yeah, I mean, I was very grateful for that, man. I'm, that that was a great experience, man. I'm thankful for the fans, man. Our fans have been waiting a while for something very positive to come back to the city of Columbia, and, and we're, we were blessed and fortunate enough to be able to handle that. Um, I, I was telling my family uh, after the game that that was the first time I might have took like seventy pictures with people after the game. Like a lot of people wanted. I'm, I'm serious, man. A lot of people wanted to come up and take pictures with me and just kind of show me love. Um, and I was very grateful for that, man, because like you know, people knew me before. You know, people would say so when I go out, but now it's reached a whole another level where like it's crazy. But I'm thankful and I'm grateful for it, man. I have fans, I have people that support me and love me and love my story. You know what I'm saying? And just want to continue to be that positive outlight for everybody and anybody else you know what i'm saying that that may be going through challenging times or some kind of adversity you know just to keep going man uh, continue to pursue what, what your dreams are so yeah pretty soon you gotta be like all right look five dollars five dollars per autograph, <laughs> per autograph photo whatever you know? uh I, just a quick thought on a couple guys i saw kevin harris Saquandre right they're both going to the next level uh kevin harris man uh, for him to bounce back from injury and perform like he did in the last couple games. I was thought that was great for him because, man, two years ago, he's the best rusher in the SEC, and I know he fought so hard to try to get back to where he was. Uh, Zaquandre had a fantastic year. He's off as well. Um, just talk about that running back room because I think you guys still are going to have some Juju McDowell, I mean, some really talented pieces back there. Yeah, uh, for sure. Kevin and, and, and Zaquandre brought two different attributes to, to, our, to our running, uh, our rushing style. Um, two great guys that Great people for one, but two great, great athletic ability that's going to go on and do great things. But like you said, like we got Marshawn Lloyd, Juju. We still got a lot of guys, Rashad Amos. That's some guys that's coming back that's going to um, help us win a lot of football games. We got some transfers coming in as well. But um, that's one thing that that we have our strong suit is our running back room is very talented, man. And those guys are going to help us win a lot of games. Last thing for you, I uh, really enjoyed when I watched South Carolina play this year. I love watching my guy Nick Muse as a blocker out there. That I mean, I don't know if there's a better uh, tight end blocker in in the uh, SEC than Nick Muse was. You have any good Nick Muse stories? Because he's a little he's a little out there sometimes. Well, I have Nick Muse stories. I got a whole lot of <laughs> Nick Muse stories that I probably can't share, man. But Nick Muse is my guy. Like n- nobody would probably guess that me and Nick would probably be the closest on the team. Nobody would guess that at all. But Nick is my guy, man. You talking about? A guy that lays it on the line for his teammates, a guy that just the ultimate guy, you know what I'm saying? That you'll want in your program. Um, he's a guy that holds me to the highest standard, the, never gives me props. You talking about in workouts, like we do everything together. You talking about a guy that's in the building first, outlast, finish the workout first, do what effectively that's him all day long. Um, he's gonna play a very, very long time in the National Football League and on Sundays because just of his attributes. The way he carry himself, he's, I mean, he's a pro, you know what I'm saying? But he's going to go on and have a great career um, and just do great things. I mean, it's going to be hard to replace a guy like him. So, Well, he is the carry and joiner. Let me get, remind everybody again, the website, can'tstopsinko.com. That's your website. Okay. Can, can, Absolutely. They, can they order T-shirts now? Did you get a replenishment in? 
Oh yeah, absolutely. You can you can go shop however you want, how much ever you want. Um, they're available with shirts on all sizes. They got masks, suits, sweatshirts. Um, and I'm I'm also coming out with a, with a new T-shirt. I'm actually working on an MVP shirt right now that I'm working on, trying to trying to get that figured out right now that I'm going to release to the public. So um, go get that, man. I guess that I mean, do you have like all the Duke's Mayo you could ever want for the rest of your life now? I definitely do. I, I got Duke Mayo for days. So it was kind of funny. I was uh, my brother stays with me at my house in Columbia and. Um, he went. He went grocery shopping, and I came back yesterday, and I see Duke's Mayo. I'm like, I've never, ever, ever seen you eat Duke's Mayo before. <laughs> He's like, I guess it is time now. So I guess my family eats Duke Mayo now. I guess no more Hammonds. I love it. That's great stuff, Dakarian. Thanks so much for the time, man. Best of luck to you next season. And uh, again, congrats on the on the success. It was one of the best stories of the bowl season. And uh, excited to see what you guys could do, man. I mean, the Shane Beamer, the Beamer Ball era is taking off, and the arrow is pointed upward, and the sky is the limit for you guys, man. Best of luck next season. For sure, man. Thank you. I really appreciate it, man. Thank you. All right. That is Dakarian Joyner of the South Carolina Gamecocks. Appreciate him joining us. That is just about going to do it for this edition of Locked on SEC. Again, thanks to Dakarian Joyner. We'll be back tomorrow right here for an all-new edition of Locked on SEC. Thank you guys so much for making us your first listen every day. Now go make your second listen. Check out the Locked on Bets podcast with your boy Q and Lee Sterling. I'm Chris Gordy. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow right here on Locked on SEC.